Welcome to Hash Time with Navguzi Chuanuka. This is a place where we help you unravel social constructs, discuss self-development in line with mental health, emotional well-being, and everything in between that directly or indirectly affects us in the millennial world around us. If you're hearing my voice for the first time and are the kind of person who is not scared of being a better version of yourself even if it requires you to contradict who you were 24 hours ago, consider this your virtual home. I'm your host, Navguzi Chuanuka, and I cannot wait to engage with you in the various conversations. So this is a unique episode. <laughs> I've been thinking about it a lot and I think it is something that I should start doing. You know, share thoughts about the things that I see in the week and probably we're going to start having Navu's journal <laughs> at the end of the week. <laughs> you know, this week I, I was... I've I've seen a couple of things that I feel like I've seen and also listened to a couple of things that I felt like wow this is something that we really need to have a discussion about I knew some that I'm going to share today but then I think I'll give the excuse of time I didn't really I hadn't really really found the time so the first thing that I saw was there is this gentleman who shared Lisa's image and you know it was really veering towards body shaming. The image had Lizzo in a jumpsuit and this person was really talking about how Lizzo should not clap back at Kanye West for commenting on her weight being unhealthy. And <laughs> the first thing I read, you know, the first thing I do usually is look at the comments, like how many people are proposing and how many are opposing. So the first person that I saw was someone that I'd seen flat out body shaming someone that I know just some weeks ago. So when I saw her body shaming the person, I was like, oh, wow, I expected you to know better. You know, because you, you this, she's in an environment where she, you would imagine that she's more exposed and therefore more knowledgeable in the way how to handle some topics. But she was one of the people body shaming this person. Fat shaming, not body shaming. Fat shaming, let me just say it as is. Fat shaming this person. And I cringed and I was like, that's weird. I would expect you to know better. But you can't really know. <laughs> you can't really know how much someone knows. So when I saw that she was in support of Lizzo and defending her, I was like, okay. So I think when you're a celebrity, that helps. You know, the people change their mindset about who should be fat and who shouldn't be. Probably when you're a celebrity, in her mind, you are allowed to be fat and therefore should be protected from any other person that is trying to attack you. And because I have not really engaged them and probably I because I don't really want to cause <laughs> fights with people that I've not really engaged with. And also because it is emotionally draining. I was just like, mm, okay, I'm not going to engage in that. So I just created an independent post on my, like more like gossiping about the person <laughs> without mentioning the name. And then I went back to the post and I, my comment was that it is strange how we have this imagination that we all have to be the same weight. And the owner of the post came up with a response with, you know what, I'm just going to read this. I'm going to read this out. So his response to my comment, my comment was that it's crazy how we believe we are all supposed to be the same size. And then he responded with, I have also taken some license and picked. You are around a size eight. Would you want to be a size 20? If not, why not? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Because, you know, so you are now trying to see how big are you for you to come and comment on this. I told him that 
my decision as to what size I would want to be aren't necessary in this conversation. Being uncomfortable in someone else's size does not give you a right to comment on their size. We're having so many people bullied over things only hormones can control. These unrealistic beauty standards many of us are being forced into are pushing people into contemplating suicide just because they don't fit into the brackets of what you prescribe to be beautiful. I did not just come out of the blue to think about that because what social media has given us is the license to comment on anything and everything. The moment someone says the comment section is open, they just type whatever comes up to their senses without carrying context as to how do I tackle this topic or do I just share my opinion whether it offends someone or not. I'm not stopping anyone from enjoying their right to freedom of expression. But while you're enjoying your freedom of expression, can you actually understand where someone is coming from? For you to decide and throw someone over their body size just because you are comfortable in your particular size does not mean that they should be your size. There are very many chances that when people see your size, they don't want to be in your body, but they're not saying it. Just because someone has not commented on your weight, it does not mean that you are in perfect shape. And... Where I come from with this in 2019, was it 2019? 2020 maybe, I'm not very sure. A friend of mine, she's Nigerian. She has a sister who does great clothing and she shared images of something that she had tailored and I really liked it. The fabric was rich. The design was unique and I kept looking at it. I was like, this is really beautiful. You know, when you, I don't know if you guys ever have those moments where you look at a picture on social media and then you go back to check it out because you still want to enjoy that kind of beauty that you saw in the post. So I kept going back to this image. I can't count the number of times and then I went as far as yeah it's beautiful but she has big boobs I don't understand why she has to wear that but even when I said that I went back and looked at the post and this thing was still ringing in my head yeah what she has done is beautiful but she isn't actually smart she has big boobs I don't I don't know how many times I have to say this but I know I still remember myself going back to this post and looking at it and I was just saying that to myself I didn't write the comment section I didn't write I didn't write it in the comment section and that does not mean I personally infringed on my freedom of expression. So what happened that moment, I don't know how many days I took. I don't know if it's just a day that I took while going back and forth on the image. So what happened was that I had to look into myself, my insecurities that is, because we recorded I recorded a live video with my mom and my cousin and (laughs) the three of us have big boobs. So (laughs) so I really wanted to have this conversation with them so that I, I get to understand what their experience was and this is because I had also seen a post of a guy yo social media is ridiculous I had seen a post of a guy trying to debate someone's age best on the size of the boobs so because someone has big boobs this guy was like no she can't be 23 like oh my god Like, we are weird. So I had this conversation with my mom and my cousin's sister and I really wanted to understand how uncomfortable it was for them to carry around a heavy bust. Because personally, I've had moments when I stand in the mirror. One time, mom walked in on me and I was like, I have a nervy bit. (laughs) 
Like they are big and I just want them smaller. So when I had this conversation with them, I realized that my struggles weren't just mine. There were other people struggling with them. I also have a friend of mine whom I knew. I mean, we often talk about them and we're just quarreling and just have a moment of safe space and you talk about them. But I think we've also gone past that because coming to a place of being able to talk about your insecurities with someone and they probably share your same experience. It is some sort of a healing place, I think, because it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while since I complained about my boobs. So that makes it three people that I opened up to in as far as boobs are concerned. So when I looked at my insecurities and how I don't not like my breasts, and I noticed that this girl whose image that I kept going back to was indeed beautiful, but just because she was very confident in my insecurities, I was offended. I wanted to tell her that, oh yes, what you did is beautiful, but you aren't in that. Find something that is possibly going to hide your boobs. I've been following her for a while and I had seen how comfortable she was in it and I admired it. So this one time when I'm really appreciating this new creation that she had come up with, this is when my insecurities are tapped into and I'm like, yeah, but you know, <laughs> I've been coming from a place of jealousy. Yeah, but she is this. So I realized that most or some of the people in the comment section are for the most part projecting their insecurities. Maybe they have something that they feel you should not be confident about and therefore they're going to give that the spotlight to air it out to the public. So after like like five months, this lady sent me a friend request. I don't know. I think that's also a weakness of mine. I just say things from a place where I feel like, okay, this is my honest point. Let me just say it at ease. So she sent me a friend request and I was really thinking a lot. Is it my space to tell her? Will I make her more uncomfortable if I open up what was going on in my mind? Or does this make it easier for us to relate? So I told her, she's, oh, she sent me a, no, she sent, she actually, I'm looking at the messages and she sent me a friend request. I'm looking at the messages. I'm looking at messenger and she sent a friend request a month later, two months. She sent me a friend request two months later and I was like, so do I tell her what I was thinking? Can I have a conversation with her? An honest conversation. And this is 2021. So in April, I managed to master the courage and I was like, I was responding to her status update and I was like, the beauty that you are. I've been meaning to write about something I discovered in myself after looking at a certain picture of yours last year. And then I was like, I'm not even sure if I can easily find the picture after all this while. But the gist of it is that I dislike my boob size and I had always admired how confident you are with yours. One day I saw a picture of yours. I love the fabric you had on, but another voice in me kept convincing me that the picture is not beautiful. The irony is that I kept going back to the picture and it dawned on me that you're comfortable with my discomfort. And then she's like... Oh, this boobs wahala is a story for another day. For someone with a skinny body and big boobs, it is not funny at all. That was her response. And I was like, I hear you, I hear you. But then again, it also comes to a question of if that's her body and she's grown to love it, then who am I to say otherwise? 
I don't know if you understand where I come from. And then she was like, even men make jokes about it. But hey, I didn't create myself and I have learned to be very comfortable with them. So my response to her was that it all made sense that most people jump onto people's posts and comment as soon as their minds demand without a sense of self-assessment. So looking at the post on Lizzo and <laughs> someone caught on court convincing her, even when she's not seeing the post, that she is ugly in the body that she is and, and therefore she should work on it. There are very many ways that she can work on it. And there, <laughs> I've had a conversation in episode 75 with Samantha and she shared her struggles. You know, sometimes it is from conversations, not even sometimes. It is from hearing people's stories that you feel more empathetic in their struggles. And when I was checking out the comment section and this interaction, I saw the person who was defending Lizzo, yet she was body shaming the person that I know, talking about how if you know Lizzo's story, okay, you know Lizzo's story. Can't it be someone else's story? Or is it just about Lizzo? <laughs> Again, it's, it's a question of, okay, I think being a celebrity helps. In the same week, I managed to listen to an episode of a celebrity couple that was talking about why they don't have individual accounts for their children. So the guy was like, their eldest child had asked for permission to open a TikTok account, but he said no. And the moment he said no, the boy got teary. I mean, this is an 11-year-old. He got teary and he was trying to walk away. So the father called him back and he was like, let's talk about it. What is it? And he was like, nothing 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 and i'm saying this in the way that he was narrating it so he was like no let's talk about it are you angry because what i said was different from what you wanted and he was like yes and he was like that is the first test that you have failed because on social media there are going to be very many vile people saying the things that you do not want to hear and you are not yet in a space of emotional maturity for you to handle social media it should have been a safe space i mean social social we are socializing it made sense trust me i'm on this guy's side they were having a conversation with a wife it was like when people make comments about our kids i can handle that it is within my space of you know management but when they start hurling insults at him on his own social media he might not be able to take it or even have the tools to handle the kinds of comments that might be thrown at him because there are so many bullies it does not matter whether they understand your story or not and now just a few hours ago let me not even say hours so <laughs> oh my god social media Y'all, people, we are crazy. So Bobby Wine shared a screenshot of the Fast Sense Twitter account. Tweet, tweet, that's the language. Oh, I'm so struggling with these terms on Twitter. So he shared a tweet and the Fast Sense was asking, why are our girls going to the Middle East for jobs as waitresses, house girls and nannies? I hear they are suffering there. Don't we have jobs here? So Bobby Wine's post was rather, yes, his caption was, his father told Ugandans to eat cassava if they can't afford bread. His mother asked poor village mothers who can't afford food to buy food flasks. Now this, blinded by privilege, completely detached from reality of Ugandans who they have plundered for close to four decades. Let me read for you the comments that... <laughs> 
the comment that threw me off. So someone was like, Bobby Wine father grew and sold Njaga, that is marijuana. For the people that don't understand Luganda, Njaga is marijuana. So this person is saying, Bobby Wine father grew and sold Njaga that killed village boys in Gomba. Gomba is where he comes from. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Like, people just, and he is a top fan. People are just going to come up with anything. And they don't care if it is true or not. They're just going to come up with anything on social media. And this is a space that should have been for us to socialize. Looking back at where Mark Zuckerberg started all this thing from and what he intended for it to be. It should have been a space of, yo, what's up, what's up, what's happening on your end? What is happening on the other side? But there are people that are ready to pull you down at whatever costs and they're going to come up with anything whether they have facts on it or not they're going to speak about it so the judgmental tone with which we come to talk about people and what they should be how about you look at yourself and ask yourself how perfect you are i mean yeah okay that person looks terrible what imagination or what are the things that you have grown to be comfortable in that probably people were bullying you about i mean i was bullied for a big nose but right now even when you come into my comment section and you talk about my big nose <laughs> and then what but there are very many chances that people are struggling with and i don't know if this is true but i feel like when you have come a long way in accepting who you are fully you learn to accept people for who they are we do not have to give a whole essay for us to be accepted in our wholesomeness i mean if someone is going to come to my comment section and talk about how my big nose is i'm not going to write an essay about how the baganda nose are expected to look i'm not going to give uh, an essay about how my parents look like like okay i have it and then what I mean, I've been in a place of insecurity, especially when I was in primary school. I kept touching my nose so that it gets smaller and it, and it just didn't. So, okay. If I'm struggling with insecurities and I can't even look at myself in the mirror and social media just worsens it. The fact that I've come a long way of, you know, accepting some of my parts and coming as far as, you know what, okay, maybe I don't like my big boobs and then what? So do I go for surgery? I don't think I want to be under the knife over that. Okay, so how about we learn to love you? I get to learn to love the parts of me. I feel like when you come to a place of fully accepting who you are, especially if you've had insecurities before, it allows you to love people wholly and appreciate them for who they are and how they look like. This is not even an argument. There are so many people that are sharing stories of how they've managed to lose weight. And there are people that are possibly taking the same measures and it's just not working. I mean, when, just, just, when was it? This year in April, my brother was trying to make fun of mom and he was like yo we were broke food wasn't enough for us so mom was just taking tea but she didn't lose weight <laughs> and it's a fact yo my mother has been looking rich <laughs> we had a period where food wasn't enough wasn't enough and she had to do tea you know chai mukal probably with a ban so that her children can eat food so for you to have this and everyone has this thing of oh how about you stop eating this friend you really do not need to know the whole story if you want i'm not even debating this the mere fact that you're coming to someone and making a whole post trying to body shame them fat shame them or beauty shame them maybe ugly shame them is there a 
beauty shame. There are chances that there are very many things that you're struggling with that you've not yet come to terms with. So I would wish for us to work on them and be better human beings in real life and on social media. The other journal bits or leaf, let's flip the page. The other bit that I wanted to share with you is on my journey <laughs> with food. In the episode Answered Questions and Lessons, I shared about my struggles with food. I was using food to cope and I was really struggling. There was no other way I could handle stress if I am not eating. It was... <laughs> <laughs> food was my place of comfort and when i shared it on social media i got some people sharing their experiences with food you know and they were like thank you so much for sharing this and i've like there is so much power in sharing experiences when someone feels seen i mean they're like i'm so glad i thought i had a problem yeah it is a problem but they were like i'm so glad there is someone else i'm not alone and you know, I sh- with some, I shared some of the things that I used at the start of my journey to work around my behavior when it comes to food and how I deal with stress. In the episode, when I shared about my relationship, my unhealthy relationship with food, I also promised that I would come and share how far, <laughs> what my progress looks like. I've been doing great. I did have a club. I've been doing great and I've been proud of myself. But then about two weeks ago, I went into a major stress point <laughs> and I had so much on my plate, so much that I felt like I was running crazy. So when I managed to come to a place of feeling like, yo, this food thing is back, you know, and I started struggling. I started panicking. I was like, oh my God, I thought I'd moved away from food, but now... I'm going back. I'm some backsliding. How am I going to come out of this? And the stress was just too much. I was so much on tension. I had a training to conduct and I had so many things I was dealing with. I had a training to conduct. I had to be present for the podcast. And in case the day job calls, I have to have my mind straight up to remember most of the things that I left on my desk. It was a lot. So when I realized that I was regressing, I was like, okay, how about we put off something and for the people that have been following Nabuguzi Chuanuka, I think you've noticed that I had not been sharing transcriptions for the episodes that I had been releasing because I couldn't do it. <laughs> it was a lot of stress. I, I noticed that, okay, I need to put away something. I can't be Superman. I, so I pulled something away so that I can ably serve you right and also serve myself. That's why you've not been seeing transcriptions. And then I also landed on an image that I shared on the podcast page. Um, I don't know if you follow me on social media. I'm going to share it on most of my podcast pages. Some have already seen the image for those that follow the Facebook page. Someone drew something so beautiful to describe what progress looks like. And what they shared was an image that shows, you know, at one point you're probably caught away and then you move to halfway and then, you know, until full. The curve, the healing curve for you goes straight or the progress curve let me just call it a progress curve the progress curve for you when it comes to healing let me just let me not look away from word healing because if we're talking about hashtag we're looking at that so you're 
your healing curve might be from down going up. And then for some, it might just be a flat-ish, not really flat, but it is not really going straight up. And then the very last one showed that one circle had a quarter and the next circle had almost full, three quarters. And then the third circle went into half. And then the next circle went back to almost a quarter. And the next circle went to almost empty. And the very last one had almost full. It actually went back to three quarters. And that made so much sense for me because I was like, okay, yay, yay. I've managed to understand how to deal with the food issue and yay, I am progressing. I am good at this and I have healed from it. And then here I am, bang, stress. I'm, I just want to eat everything. I want to eat everything. So when I watched that, I was going back into the mode that I had imagined I had healed from. I decided to put away some things and that's why you've not been seeing some of these, like I'd mentioned earlier. And in my effort to really be attentive and possibly to also calm myself, I've noticed that <laughs> I think when you when you leave one unhealthy coping mechanism there is always a way how another one pops up so for me to handle stress and again I'm going to share this image that my friend took she took an image of me when I was at work I was really in a moment of thinking and trying to calm myself and I was really using my hair a lot this has been on for probably like two weeks or three to a point that one of my male colleagues in the workspace was like is your hair itching you're always touching it <laughs> so I was twirling and twirling and twirling my hair all the time to you know, calm myself and possibly inspire a sense of calmness or for me to deal with my anxiety like there is something that my hands is touching and while I had hacked a hair regimen that was working for my scalp and my hair, my hair started falling out again. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's not that I had I had no awareness of what was happening because I was really seeing the hair. I was twirling it and twirling it and then plucking it off. And I was doing this for a different strand. And my hair was really breaking. So I, I ended up reading about it. I was like, okay. And then I've landed on an article that talks about compulsing touching and hair loss, how to combat it. I've noticed, I've just noticed that I didn't finish the article. <laughs> but then they talked about how people with OCD or people that struggle with anxiety sometimes end up compulsively touching their hair and it just increases the breakage. And I was like, wow, again, here I am. I am a danger to myself. <laughs> So what I've done is get my hair in dreadlocks and put it away for some time while we figure out another way, a healthy way of dealing with stress because, hey, <laughs> oh, my dear. <laughs> so I would love, why I'm sharing this is I would love for you to check within yourself. There are chances that you might have walked away from a particular maladaptive mechanism of coping with mental health struggles, but something else cropped up in the maladaptive realm. So check yourself, try to assess yourself and figure out whether when you left something negative, you managed to find something healthy.
unhealthy. So I would wish for you to check within yourself and do some form of a self-assessment and gauge whether when you left a maladaptive coping mechanism, you managed to transcend into a healthy coping mechanism. If you did transcend into a healthy space, yay! I'm happy for you. If you have noticed that you went from one maladaptive mechanism to another maladaptive mechanism, I implore you to figure out ways of walking away from it. It doesn't just happen overnight, of course, but I believe you can. The mere fact that you managed to walk away from the very fast one, I'm very sure that with intention and mindfulness, you're going to be able to find something that works for you. That is it that I've been thinking about this week. And yay, see you. I think I'm going to be doing this very often. See you next week in episode. What is that episode going to be? Oh, I don't remember the number. <laughs> Goodbye. Wait, 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 wait. Before you leave, there is something so beautiful that I want you to walk away with. I discovered Podbean from a listener. She wanted me to help her discover my podcast. <laughs> so I think, I don't know how she landed on Podbean as a platform, but she couldn't navigate it and I had to help her out. The interface was beautiful. This is a while ago. Even when I walked away, it stuck in my mind. I was like, Podbean, Podbean, Podbean. <laughs> The interface looks good. So I was like, how about I try it out? And I think this is like two weeks ago. And I'm so much in love with what I'm looking at because friend, I can see the subscribers by name and by the number of times they play the podcast via Podbean. And I'm like, whee! So I can actually give a shout out to the most listener of the podcast. Man! <laughs> Like I can tell by the statistics and even for you, the listener, it's very easy for you to use. You can download and listen offline. You can comment on the podcast. What much more would you want from a podcast platform other than what Podbean provides for you? Let's all gather there and enjoy the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Hashtag We Never Guzi Chuanka. If you love what you heard, make sure you subscribe to Hashtag We Never Guzi Chuanka on Podbean. <laughs> Yes, on Podbin. Check it out in your Play Store. Make sure that you share the podcast with your friends, loved ones, and any other person that you believe is affected by the millennial world around us. We are going to be having Novel's Journal going forward, and I cannot wait for you to enjoy the week. I'm going to be bringing you another set of review of the week. Come the weekend. Happy third week of October. Enjoy the rest of the week.